This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Glenn West. You've been seeing a lot of us lately on your timeline, and we appreciate you tuning in. Glenn, we said we didn't know the next time we'd be seeing each other. It's not in person because, I don't know about you, it it was way too cold to even go outside the house, the apartment today whatsoever. Uh, But LSU makes a big-time hire. Corey Raymond being brought back to Baton Rouge. Glenn, this is a big one, man. This is one that a lot of people had been pointing towards, a lot of people had been thinking would happen, and finally – uh, this domino falls, which is a big one, not only for the program on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah, this is another really big, uh, big time signing for LSU to get Corey Raymond back in the fold. Uh, you know, this is a a coach who really needs no introduction in terms of past success with LSU, obviously being here from uh, 2012 to 2021 is his main stint with the program been in Louisiana for a very, very long time. Of course, that narrative of Brian Kelly wanting to bring in coaches that have those Louisiana roots, the background, know the recruiting uh, around this area. And really, there's no one better in terms of defensive backs than than, than Corey Raymond uh, has proven to be here over the last decade or so. Uh, you reunite him, obviously, with Frank Wilson, who was a big part of uh, his tenure here as well, and, and those two were linking back up. Blake Baker is another factor in all of this. I think just because they worked together in 2021, Baker was the linebackers coach when Raymond was here uh, back in 2021 as the secondaries coach, and so there's that link. You look at uh, other ties to, to, to Corey Raymond, has a lot of uh, people that are in his corner in terms of wanting him to be here. Uh, it was just a matter of kind of when this 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 could happen. Uh, it really did feel like this was uh, kind of leaning this way for a little bit now, uh, several weeks, and you could probably even go back further than that uh, with, with Raymond's name tied to LSU. But you really just run down just the, the past history of success he's had, bringing in guys – uh, like Grant Delpit, you bring in Jamal Adams, you bring in Dante Jackson, Greedy Williams, Derek Stingley, uh, just a few of the defensive backs that he's brought in over his time uh, at LSU and, and has really done a, a phenomenal job with this program in particular. I'm going to be very interested to see what it looks like in terms of his return uh, in, in, in on the recruiting front. You know, This is obviously a, a secondary that has – 
a lot of numbers, you know, over 20 guys right now between safeties and cornerbacks that are currently on the roster for 2024. How he deciphers who's going to be kind of the the ones that he wants to thrust into big roles, prominent roles. I'm sure all that will really take care of itself on the field this spring. But it also give him a good indication and give Blake Baker and Brian Kelly a good indication too of what further work might need to be done uh, in the portal. We we know LSU is going after a couple different guys in terms of uh, the, 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 whether it's five star freshman uh, Terry Bussey who is yet to sign. Uh, you could throw in a couple of portal guys that they've been linked to. Uh, they obviously brought in Jair Brown, uh, who who was a big time cornerback. They brought in a couple safeties with Jordan Gilbert. Uh, in Austin Osbury. So there's there's still some room here, I think, where you can add some talent and add some quality talent just, just based off of what uh, becomes available over the next several weeks. And I, I do think that now having this guy here, now having Raymond back into the fold, you can really – Make that make those final pitches to guys like Bussy, who's going to be here at the end of the month. You can dive into the portal and really have strategy meetings on who you really want to target, who you think could really help your program. So this 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 checks off a lot of boxes, in my opinion, overall thoughts. But th- th- this is one that needed to get done. It, it was a little took a little bit longer than I think most had, had probably expected in terms of the finality of it. But now that it's done, I think it's a uh, it's a very good hire for Brian Kelly, who just seems to continue to knock uh, a lot of these coaching moves out of the park, and, and it's certainly going to be a big, big step forward, I think, for for LSU. Yeah, Glenn, I mean, look, when you talk about Corey Raymond, I mean, this is something I put on the board, and I said, look, the longer this plays out, the, maybe the, the less confident you start to feel in it. And I think that was just kind of a gut feeling, you know, when these things don't – the domino doesn't fall immediately – especially with so many dominoes falling not only in Baton Rouge, but across the country in terms of hires of position coaches, head coaches, and everything. When it's not moved quickly, people start to kind of freak out and everything like that. And I understand that. And you mentioned, too, I mean, this is a situation where people were starting to say, okay, what's going on here? But, you know, we had heard some rumblings. We had heard some things through the weeds. Sonny was really kind of plugged into this whole situation of it felt like things were going to move this way. I think that when you look at back at it, the whole timeline of this, and I'm just spitballing here. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I think there was interest from parties at LSU to bring Corey Raymond back. I think there was interest from Corey Raymond to come back. Until they nailed down and got Blake Baker in the fold, that had to be the first domino to fall. Look, teams do it across the country very differently. But I think that once Brian Kelly got Baker into the building and they started fleshing out their plan, getting Bo Davis, you know, getting several different options – once that plan was kind of thought out from Scott Woodward to Brian Kelly to Blake Baker, I think that's maybe why it took so long. Because obviously, if you kind of look at the guy who's been on the market for the longest, it is Corey Raymond. Because, you know, he was kind of let go at Florida back in December. So this is a guy who's been on the market for quite some time. And I think it's just more of a, of a thing where Kelly's going to do his due diligence in this, making sure that everyone's on the same page, even if people inside the program said, hey, we really want to go get that guy. Yeah, and I think you have to do your due diligence. I mean, when a position or when a coaching change as significant as the one that happened over the weekend with Alabama and the the domino effects that happened with Washington, with Arizona, with a lot of these other schools around the country, um, you have to just kind of maybe reset a little bit, you know, just kind of think about what other options might be out there. I I don't know how close LSU was to finalizing this thing over the weekend, but, like, I I do think that, the Nick Saban retirement could have, you know, 
absolutely delayed this by at least a little bit and in terms of just looking at who was out there and immediately the Alabama DB coach or one of the DB coaches you know, bolts for Georgia. And uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts here that I think uh, if you're Brian Kelly and if you're the CEO type that he is, you really have to sit back and uh, just evaluate everything. And I think that's something he told us from very early stages here in terms of what he was going to do with this defensive staff. Uh, this was back when they had the, the former defensive staff still available, but he said they're going to evaluate everything, leave no stone unturned. And I think that's what you saw here with this. And look, I mean, I, I do think that there is something here in terms of the fact that he, he wanted to make sure that Raymond was the right guy, obviously letting him walk out the door a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I, I remember there being quite a bit of um, – backlash from the fans for letting that happen or at least from some fans and there was a lot of uh just kind of i don't want to say frustration but just curiosity or just anxiousness is to letting him walk out the door uh like that and so you you really you really want to to kind of i think in brian kelly's case here he's really kind of noticing with the hire blake baker with Corey raymond coming back like he realizes maybe he let a couple get away from him there a couple of years ago and that, you know, this was uh, this is in large respect, you know, in terms of guys that he knows that can help recruit this area, get these guys back up to speed in terms of being, uh, you know, quote unquote DBU, which is what they were for a very good portion. While Raymond was here, he certainly extended uh, what was being built prior to him arriving. But uh, I, I do think that there's something to be said there for, 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 and, and really kudos to Brian Kelly for, you know, recognizing that, um, you know, being open to the idea of bringing him back in here. Um, and, and it really extends to the idea here that who was one of the first coaches that we heard was could be linked to LSU once all these defensive changes were made. It was Corey Raymond. Yeah. Even before all this happened, you know, with the defensive staff changes, it was Corey Raymond. And it just kind of goes back to what my overall feeling of the coaching hires have been all along is that like Blake Baker, Bo Davis, uh, Corey Raymond, uh, Kevin Peoples, these were all guys that were linked to LSU in the very early stages of, of all this. Uh, and LSU's landed all of them. I mean, they were number mm-hmm. one, number two choice practically for, for every position that they've filled so far on defense. And um, that, that just tells me that they – are uh there there there's nothing that they aren't willing to do to get the best possible staff here. I do think that they have one of the best staffs now I think in the SEC in terms of experience and past success and uh but you know you're only as good as your next move and I think the uh the, there's going to be a lot of um, you know a lot of pressure on this defense to get good right away because I think they do know that this offense is pretty explosive even when you do lose a guy like Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas but I do think that they they understand that this is going to be need to you know this is going to need to be a pretty quick turnover in terms of getting the defense up to speed, getting these guys ready to to compete at the highest level. And I think they've got a lot of guys who've had success and 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 can can help them get there quicker maybe than you would if you were taking some some chances or some leaps on some uh, on, on other candidates. So yeah, that, that's kind of yeah. my overall thoughts there. Yeah, no, and look, I mean, you talk about what this guy brings in terms of 
you know, the brand value of LSU, the DBU, uh, top safety in the 2025 class, Fahim Delane um, out of uh, Maryland. This is a guy who he kind of uh, quote tweeted that he was, uh, man, some some of the surprised eyes of when that announcement was made. And look, a that's of, one guy that you'd love to have in there. And, yeah. and everyone, I mean, a lot of people, current players have been saying, hey, let's bring him in. Former, current, uh, Jabari Antoine is another one that um, has has kind of put out some some different tweets since the, the news was announced. I think that he's very excited about the move. Um, yeah, look, and that's that's a guy that's a young young man that is in here in the in the state of Louisiana. You know, is his prime Corey Raymond in terms of you know target and who he wants to bring in in terms of you know guys that they think can help step the program up to another level and so yeah i think that's going to be a big part of this and in terms of their future recruiting but even a guy like jacoby stevens who's on the staff right now as a analyst slash kind of assistant um right now as he's building up his coaching career he was recruited and played under Corey, so he can i'm sure be a big testament to guys on the current roster who are um, you know, maybe don't have the familiarity from the last year or two with 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 not being around Corey. So um, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, links here to why this makes sense. We'll dive into some of that. By the time most people are probably watching this, this article will already be out. But definitely going to touch on just you know a lot of the familiar angles and 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 just really the continuation here of why um, you know Brian Kelly's bringing in guys that not only have a past history of success, but um, with links to the program, links to players, to coaches, to uh, other staff members. And, you know, this is a big part of why I think the continuity aspect of this is, is going to be able to continue to some degree. Yeah, uh, it's also interesting to Blake Baker now hiring people that he's had experience with all across his staff. We mentioned it and you wrote about it and we talked about it on the last podcast. This is not just something where – you know, it may be a different staff, but the idea of continuity and familiarity is still very, very strong uh, and deep entrenched with these relationships. It kind of brings us to this right here, Glenn. We know what Corey Raymond can be on the field and off the field. LSU kind of did have, you know, a couple more positions to fill. The first one uh, is being reported by Billy Embody over there at On3 that Jake Olson who was another defensive assistant, is uh, headed to Baton Rouge. This is a guy who spent time on staff in 2021 as an analyst and has experience in the state of Louisiana at Northwestern State, ULM, and Nichols as special teams coordinator and recruiting and working with safeties. So hypothetically here, Corey Raymond's your figurehead. He's the guy you send out on the recruiting and obviously to be able to coach these guys, but he could be assisted if Jake Olson is going to be an on-field coach which then in turn, as we kind of crunch the numbers, I don't have my Excel spreadsheet pulled up. I don't think you either do either, but you kind of start to look at this. That would fill out the on-the-field coaching staff for the defensive side of the football. Uh, not a ton on Jake Olson, but once again, Glenn, it just continues with the continuity. He's familiar with Louisiana, understands how to recruit this state, and also knows what Blake Baker wants in his defense. Yeah, and and I think it's a good addition in terms of just like the continuity thing that we were just talking about here. Like Olson's a guy that has been around Blake Baker. He knows what he wants in terms of defense and in terms of the the way that he wants his guys to be coached. And um, yeah, I think he'll be a great help to whether it's special teams or safeties. I think they're still it's still pretty early here, so it's hard to know exactly what role he's going to be pegged into. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if LSU makes another move here. I think that you've got to. Um, at least explore the idea of, of, of making something else happen, whether it's you know special team safeties, uh, obviously whatever happens here with the offensive staff, and you've got to uh, 
probably make another hire there as well. So like there's, uh, the, the jobs are now starting to fill up here for sure. Um, we'll see if Olson's ready to maybe take on a little more responsibility. He's been an analyst, you know, at Missouri as well. So maybe that's another way that he can kind of dive into the program and help out. But um, bringing in people that uh, Blake Baker's familiar with, that all these assistant coaches that are going to be around him are familiar with, uh, that, that that's just going to make everybody's job easier in terms of, devising a scheme, devising plans for these players, relaying them to them over the next couple months. So when they get into spring, they can really just attack this thing head on and, and start implementing their defensive system, which uh, I think is going to be very exciting for LSU fans. This is going to be an attack style defense. This is going to be uh, a lot of guys going after the football and, and, and hopefully some technically sound play in the, in the back end here uh, to really help improve the overall uh, execution and, and, and efficiency of this defense. So lots lots to be, um, you know, I think, excited about, but you still got to go out there and develop and bring in maybe a couple more pieces, certainly on the interior D-line, uh, maybe in the secondary as well. Uh, but in terms of coaching hires, in terms of where this thing started two weeks ago, I think you can pretty accurately say that LSU's done a pretty bang-up job of, of of finding the right people and, and and now it's just about going in and, and and developing and getting the scheme right, getting the roles right, uh, and letting the play on the field next fall speak for itself. Tackling, man, sound tackling. That'd tackling. be something nice, really, really nice to watch. Yeah. We're gonna end it with this last topic of conversation. Defense, we've been talking about it so, so much, but LSU still has left to make officially or public decisions about what they're gonna do at the offensive coordinator position. Um, I was over one in my, you know, um, my prediction that the longer it went on with Corey Raymond, the less likely it would to happen. How do you feel uh, with the current situation of it's really being all kind of quiet? We haven't heard any rumors of interviews, rumors of anything like that. Would it surprise you, Glenn, if we just got a press release from Michael Bonnet saying Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan are co-OCs? You know, what I mean, I mean, or Joe Sloan's the OC and Cortez Hankton's been, a, you know, elevated to a different title. Would that surprise you? If we just got one of those in the next, you know, one or two weeks. Uh, one or two weeks, maybe one or two days. I mean, like I, that, that wouldn't be surprising to me at all. Look, I, I think rightfully so. The the immediate focus was on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that yeah. they knew that they needed to fill these positions first uh, before addressing the offensive staff. And for me, what this has told me is, and, we, and you know, we've now gone, what I believe the staff was officially fired on January 3rd. So we've gone yeah. almost two, two whole weeks now, and there hasn't been an, even a sniff of an offensive coordinator interview or link yeah. to, to this thing. Like if LSU was really considering an outside hire for this, I, I do feel like that maybe they would have been double dipping and double tasking in terms of not only the defensive side of the ball, but also on offense as well. Uh, th that honestly, to me, just points to this being an internal hire, an internal promotion uh, for Joe Sloan, for Cortez Hankton, which I think is very well deserved. Um, I'm sure we'll have another pod dissecting all that in the next couple days or week, whatever long it takes to make that official. But I, I do think that's ultimately the way this thing blows. And, you know, look, I, I do think that both of those guys are deserving of, of in not only just the bigger title, but the bigger you know, the pay raise, the uh, everything that they've done for this offense uh, in the last year and a half. They've been huge, huge parts of their of the success here of the offense. You saw it at least a little taste of it in the bowl game. What this group, I think, could be capable of with those two kind of leading the charge. 
Um, but I, I do think that that's more likely than not it's going to happen. That's going to be the route that LSU goes here. But um, what, what are your thoughts on that? What do you, what do you think kind of is the, the ultimate trajectory here with the OC and, and kind of the offensive staff filling out? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think it was the right choice to invest almost 110% attention to the defense because even – let's just play the game even if they don't hire them. Yes, there's been a lot of moving parts. No one could have predicted, could have predicted the you know domino effect that Nick Saban retiring would have put on you. But, you know, not knowing that, you still had to get defense right because if, even if you would have gone out and got a – you know, a guy that was going to be the best OC, you know, the Broyles War to winner next year, you didn't fix defense, we'd be having this probably maybe the same conversation that we had, you know, this past season. So I think it was rightfully so they went that way. And I am with you. It will not surprise me if we just see a press release announcing a promotion. And, you know, maybe there's going to be an analyst that steps into an on-the-field role, uh, you know, into some capacity on the offensive side of the football. Uh, I, I just don't coach. think that would, it would be tight ends coach. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and so that's something for me that I think that we'll we'll see happen here uh, here fairly soon, man. But it's uh, who do we get to take a breath now, or do we have to kind of wait for the next domino to fall? I mean, what, what, when is the dead what period? The next for domino us? will be the next domino will be. Uh, it sounds like Terry Busty here in the next couple of weeks. We've got Ryan Williams. Is that correct? That's going to be on campus visiting here. tomorrow. I, Wednesday. I believe on you're probably watching this on Wednesday, but he's visiting on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So like no. there's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see kind of what comes out of that visit. We'll be on top of all that stuff, but um, no, I don't think there's any rest for the weary. We've got baseball starting up here in a couple <laughs> weeks. We've got um, you know, basketball, it's basketball, big game tomorrow yeah. night, Glenn, big, big game, big game tonight. I guess when most people are watching this, it'll be tonight or yesterday, big game. Uh, so yeah, look, there's, there's lots of, we, we don't sleep in January. We, we sleep in July, late June, July, depending on when LSU baseball ends, but you know, yeah, that's maybe the downtime that we'll have, but you know, it's going to be pretty much full steam ahead here over the next several months. Well, God willing, I'll have a one month old by then. I don't think I'll be <laughs> sleeping at all. So I might just uh, hang out on the, on the Uh-oh. YouTube channel on the boards all night long. I'll Good. be the nocturnal board moderator. That's what I'll Good. be during Good. the months of June, July. So, Hey, we appreciate you tuning in guys. You have done a fantastic job, uh, you know, just watching and commenting and great, creating great discussion on our content over the first you know couple weeks here of the new year. 2024 has been off with a bang. And Glenn, if I'm not mistaken, I know you put that tweet out today. If you're watching this on Tuesday night, I thought the last day was the other day. It's actually, I believe today, 60% off annual VIP membership. I think you can still get, take advantage of it. Link down in the bio, whether you're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to it. Oh man, we appreciate it. We have great conversation on the message boards, a great community of LSU fans and a growing community that we want you to be a part of. So hope you join us. That's Glenn West. My name's Bryce Kuhn. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7.